welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windsweptknits.com. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. I am recording on Wednesday, April 29th, 2020, and as you've probably already noticed the sound quality is a little bit different than normal. That's because I am recording outside today, which I rarely do, but it has been such a cold and gray and wet April, and this is our second day of sun in a row, and I'm not giving it up to come inside and record a podcast. I I love you folks, but we have had so little sun. It's absolutely ridiculous. The boys have just gone inside after playing outside for about two hours. They're having a little fun tablet time. So mommy is outside enjoying some peace and quiet and bird sounds and a little bit of road noise, but that, you know, because of where we live. But uh, it's just too nice to be stuck indoors. So uh, hopefully the uh, the sound quality is good enough. We'll probably be back indoors in our regularly scheduled closet <laughs> next week. <laughs> but here we go. So, FOs. Yes, I have a couple finished objects. Uh, it sounds more impressive than it actually is. It's just more of those um, Ear Buddies mask savers. So I've crocheted several more. And yesterday I just got some more buttons in the mail. Uh, Lisa from Fiber Nymph Dye Works sent me a bunch of her old buttons. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate it. You are awesome. So now I can sew those buttons on and get a couple more batches mailed out. I've already mailed out, Lord, I've lost track, uh, 15, 20... Something like that, more than that, I think, by now. Um, and I've got a whole bunch more to mail. So if you find yourself needing those um, ear saver bands, they're also called Mask Buddies, um, you know, let me know, because I am making more right now. And thank you very much to all the doctors, nurses, and essential personnel who are all out there. We love you more than you will ever know. Thank you so much. Whips. So I've got a whole bunch of whips. Um... As before, I'm not really concentrating on any one thing. I'm just picking up whatever tickles my fancy at the moment. Self-wood sweater. I have finished the back. It looks beautiful. I love how the stockinette part lays over the lace underlay. It's gorgeous. The Latvian braid doesn't pop out quite as much as I was hoping because the yarn I have is, you know, marled and, um, like, barber-pulled as handspun tends to be, so the blue doesn't quite show up, but it's still beautiful, and up close, it's absolutely stunning. I love that detail. So I cannot wait. I'm getting close. I'm just going to do the two front panels, and then I can try it on. It looks like it's going to be kind of like a short tunic length, like can like you know, just cover your bottom kind of thing, which is kind of what I was looking for. It's cotton, so it's going to stretch as the day goes on, so it'll kind of grow to a proper tunic length as the, as the day goes on. And um, I'm hoping to finish it on the sooner side, so I can wear it this spring. New England springs are still cool. Our average this time of year is normally a high of 55 in the, you know, mid-late afternoon. But it's been a very, very cold spring, so most of this April has been high in the 40s. Um, But um, I should be able to wear this sweater when I finish it, at least. So, you know, look on the bright side. Ozone sweater. This is the crochet sweater that I have mentioned several times. I have finally officially started. Haven't got very far. Got a couple medallions, and that's... About as far as I've gotten, but I am enjoying it. I've learned so much. I've, I know I've, I've practiced and swatched way more than anyone ever normally would for a sweater, but I feel a lot more confident starting the sweater and that I have had that practice. I think there's one stitch 
in this weather that I have I do not have any experience with. Uh, I'm probably going to go practice on that one for a little while before I get to that actual round so that I at least get, you know, comfortable and the stitches are roughly the same size. Um, but I'm feeling confident enough now that I think I can take on the sweater, especially since the sweater, while it looks super duper fancy, if you actually, you know, zoom in close and look at it, it's basically rounds of individual stitches. So like you'll do a single chain all the way around. You'll do, um, you know, a double all the way around. You'll do a half double all the way around. You'll do a, I forget the name of the flower looking one all the way around, you know, so it's, you know, once you get going, it's the same, you know, it's not a really difficult pattern, uh, but it's going to be stunning. So I can't wait. Earthrise, this is a new design I'm working on. I think I've mentioned it here a few times, um, inspired by the famous photo the Apollo astronauts took the first time they came around the dark side of the moon, they saw the earth rising over the moon. Um, I... I was working on it a lot, but I've kind of slowed down a little bit. I'm kind of going back and forth. I'm still enjoying it. I'm almost to the point where I have to do a little bit of math, so I think that's why my brain is just saying, eh, you can do it later. It's okay. You know, that sort of thing. As much as, you know, math is actually something I'm good at, but my brain just doesn't want to do it <laughs> right now. But I have gotten a few rows done. I've only probably got about, I don't know, 10? I have to weigh the yarn. I've probably only got about 10, 15 rows left before I'm actually on the next part and have to literally do the math might be closer to 10 now like I said I have to weigh the yarn to make certain but uh, I'm getting close but uh it, I, I can't wait I think it's going to be beautiful once it is finally done uh, last but not least the lace weight boxy that I've been working on for a year I think I started it a year ago February I mean, it'll be two years ago hmm. anyway I started it a year or two ago when we were down in Florida um, visiting my in-laws I started it on the way to my in-laws house um, I remember working on it in the rental car. <laughs> uh, so, question for those of you who've made a boxy before, because this is my first boxy. How long do you make your boxies? I'm trying to decide. I don't want a cropped sweater, but I'm trying to decide if I want it like high hip or if I want it to go, you know, you know, mostly past, you know, most of the way down my butt or like almost tunic length, like you know, like barely covering your butt sort of thing. Um, it's bamboo, so it's got a beautiful drape, but it's not going to grow tremendously, I don't think, because the, the, the yarn is so light. I could be wrong with bamboo. Bamboo does grow. Um, but this one, I haven't found it growing too much when I've been working on it. It's, it's light for bamboo. But yeah, I'd love to hear from any of you who have made boxies. What do you think? What's, what's the length that you liked in your boxy? Um, we'll see how it goes. It's lace weight, so I'm actually looking forward to wearing it um, late spring next year. Maybe late summer, cool summer evening, you know, go on a date night until something opens up again, like movie theaters and restaurants that are cold, if anything opens up again eventually, you know what I mean? That was kind of my plan, but I, you know, I've only got about 12 inches in, so I do have a long way to go, so it might be a next spring thing at this point. Knitting fail. So you may have noticed that there is uh, no Star Wars scarf listed here. And that is because I broke the needles, and it was a fixed circular needle, so you can't just replace it. Uh, I didn't see, it was one evening, it was getting dark out, I didn't see the green needle on the blue chair in the dark. I knelt on the chair to turn on the light on the wall behind it, and snap. Snap the needle off right at the connector. And it, um, it, it's not a needle I use very often, I think it's a 16-inch circular, I use it for like pie shawls, and, you know, something big like that. But I was kind of 
really sad because I don't have a lot of thick circulars that I really like. Like I bought a lot of thick circulars when I was first starting out, but I bought the really crappy ones from the big box store that really aren't great needles. This was a nitpick. This was a dreams, um, one of the wooden ones. And so it was a really nice needle. So eh, kind of annoyed. And I don't have any, my four inch tips are all in other projects right now. Or sorry, not four inch, um, US size four tips are all in another project right now. So I may go ahead and order myself either another set of tips or, you know, I can get it. I can order some dreams tips or I could order another fixed circular because it is, I do use a fours a lot. It's a, it's a very common needle size for me. I don't know. We'll see. It is Mother's Day coming up soon. Hmm. On the road. Well, I'm going to technically name this segment On the Road, even though we're not actually going anywhere because, you know, we're all having stay-at-home orders. But uh, uh thought I'd like to bring up a couple things that I've heard about going forward. Um, I'm naming this episode for one thing. Preparation is for the birds because I have no show notes, so I'm kind of going off of everything's off the top of my head. So let's see if I can get this all done in the time I need to do to get back inside and go back to school with my kids. So coming up very soon, this Saturday and Sunday, the first weekend of May as I'm recording this, is going to be a virtual Maryland sheep and wool, which the vendor, the um, the uh, folks behind Maryland sheep and wool have been working really hard to bring up this virtual way of, of contacting all the vendors, which is really awesome. So I believe it's Saturday and Sunday. So I am really excited because I have never gone to Maryland Sheep and Wool, so I'm definitely going to be attending virtually. Um, I can't wait to visit some of the folks' web pages and learn about some new vendors that I don't get to see because I'm up here in New England. Really excited, looking forward to that. And, you know, someday when things start happening in person again, I would absolutely love to go to Maryland Sheep and Wool on perp- on, in person. You know, the dream of mine. Yeah, maybe next year or the year after. That would be wonderful. Also coming up in a couple of weekends, and I sorry, I don't have the dates in front of me, but I will put them in the show notes, um, Vogue Knitting Live. I believe it's one of the last two weekends in May. Um, Vogue is also doing a virtual um, knitting thing, and you could actually take classes virtually, and they're going to have vendors up as well. So, you know, kudos to everybody who's been working their butts off behind the scenes to try to make these virtual things, you know, happen. And I want to apologize. Uh, there's a helicopter going by. You might hear that right now. Sorry, folks. Um, but anyway, so yes, Maryland Sheep and Wool coming up first weekend of May. Vogue Getting Live coming up a couple weeks since, further into May. And I think the helicopter is getting closer, so I think this is time to wind up the podcast. So we're just going to have the short, short version this week. Um, well, i got a few minutes of recording outside. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay active, stay healthy, keep yourself safe, keep your friends and family safe, social distancing, six feet. Remember that, you know, we're all in this together, folks. My love to all of you, and keep those legs and those hooks and those needles moving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.